This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Um, before we started doing this podcast, and if anybody had said to you, Ian, Blake Seven, that episode, The Keeper, what do you think of it? What would you have said? Uh, I'd have said a right line of old crap. Um, silly crap. I, yeah, silly crap. I remember watching it on VHS. I don't remember the original trailer. VHS has come out. What, you know, they came out like, I think it was one a month or one every other month. And you'd get two episodes on each tape and you'd watch it. And I remember watching this one and being utterly contemptuous of it. I thought it was silly, childish, embarrassing, um, everything you could put on it that you wouldn't want. Mm. Someone, if you, you wouldn't want your mum and dad to walk in as you're watching it. Oh, we've said this before about some of the stories just lately. Because it would be really embarrassing. Or in our case now, I think mum and dad, like us, and our wives to walk in as we're watching it. Um, yes, I did watch it alone yeah. for this uh, for research. Yes, I I did as well. Anne had a um, she does a, a computer course uh, once a week, and I thought that's the ideal night to watch this one, just in case. Mm, I mean, I I I've said before, season two is my favourite season, and yeah. so I listened to my C nineties. And, and including this one, I, I listen to this one a lot, and I've always known it's silly. I've always known it's lightweight. Main problem being Bruce Purchase. He, he, he squats over this story like a titan, doesn't he? This whole splendid, and yes. where is Jenna, and all this. And it's like, oh. And what's jarring now, watching it, you know, because, you know, um, we're almost at the end of season two, is it really just seems odd to have this silly lightweight bit of fluff so near the end of season two. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's odd in so many ways, isn't it? It's odd in that it doesn't feel like a Blake seven episode at all. Mm. If you, if you showed someone this and, as a representative episode of Blake seven, they wouldn't watch the rest. No. Um, it's odd in that it's obviously the budget has gone. They, they've not got any budget for this, so it all takes place. And I like the, they, they sort of say that the, it's in a tent in a cave. Lucky that, <laughs> so you don't have to build cave walls. Just have you know, a bit of tenting mm. material. Um, it's odd in the way everyone's chosen to act it. Mm. The acting in it is, is strange. <laughs> the direction's strange. It's a strange episode. And like you say, it's a bit of fluff. It's, you could cut this out, and it would make no difference. You could... You could Replace this entire episode with, with Blake found the coordinates to Star One on a bit of paper somewhere. Or oh, Dockley could yeah. have just told Dockley him. told him, yeah, said the coordinates And you can go straight Star to Star One. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, we'll get into the details of the story, but I don't understand why this guy's his idea of safeguarding whatever it, whatever his plan was was mm. to put this brain print round the neck of a primitive in a tent in a cave on a planet. <laughs> What? Well, that, that this is something I was just about to mention, is that, yes, I remember listening to it. I had completely forgotten how terrible it looks, Ugh. like like yeah. yourself, oh, when, the, when the videos come out and you actually see all this yeah. 
nonsense as well as hear it but yeah also this time you know now we think about Blake 7 a lot more than we've ever done before instead of just letting it wash over you like a bit of bubblegum fluff before yeah. you get to star one there are so many questions i've got about this story yes. yeah no not it, a lot of it makes sense none of it makes sense yeah. i don't i don't think we'll yeah. talk about each aspect as we go shall we yes. yeah but this is all i had to go on before the vhs has come out on this was you know like the horizon episode guide listing and stuff mm. like that or the blake seven program guide listen where on paper you sort of read it and you go oh, okay this this could be interesting you know a warlord chief mm. you know and a, a hidden brain scan and oh prisoners and oh. no it's bollocks mm. <laughs> it, really. it, that does sum it up yeah, yeah. all right so uh well, let's let, let's get going and it and it starts with the liberator it's starting with lots of exposition i guess they uh are just filling in any members of the audience that didn't see uh last week's episode yes yeah i think yeah you're right they, it's getting close to the finale and they thought oh perhaps people perhaps they want to get all the exposition out at the beginning because they knew people would switch off later I don't know, it could be. Oh, maybe that is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is exposition heavy in this Ooh, bit, isn't it? Definitely, oh, yes. We're not even sure that Lurgan was here. Dockerly had no reason to lie. Some people don't need a reason. True, but let us assume that the Keeper of the Secret is somewhere down there on the planet Goth, and that the Keeper is a royal personage. Lurgan's brain print is on a thong around a chief's neck, that's what Dockerly said. Or he said it was Lurgan's brain that was on a thong, that might not be the same thing. If you find the brain print and consequently the location of Star One, what then? Finish what we started. Destroy it. Of course. And the entire Federation with it, does that bother you suddenly? Star One is the automatic computer control centre for the entire Federation. Get to the point, Avon. That is the point. Through Star One, we could control everything. The Federation could belong to us. I could be president. Ah. Well, we could take it in turns. You ready to go, Villa? Why not? Now, that would be worth the risks we're taking. Blake is afraid that power would corrupt him. That sort of power would corrupt anyone. Which is why the location of Star One has been kept such a secret. Travis could change all that. And I doubt if he has your scruples. Then the very least we can do is make sure he doesn't find the secret. Um, and Avon is stunned that Blake, if he finds Star One, uh, will destroy it and not control it. Yeah. Well, every, everyone seems surprised at that attitude, isn't it? Mm. And Blake, Blake sort of, you know, he's saying it's too much of a temptation. It will corrupt any Cor man. Cor corrupt anyone, yes. Yeah. I, like, I like President Villa, though. I like the notion yes. of... Um, <laughs> As long as he doesn't have those furry mounties that he was yes. talking about before. Yeah, Villa, Villa's furry mounties. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jenna mentions that Travis is trying to get to the secret yeah. before them. That 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 made me, uh, reminded me of a question that um, uh, we never actually asked when we did um, Dockley last week. Okay. Yeah. He just disappeared, didn't he? Travis yes. disappeared. Yeah, right? midway through the final scene. Yeah. Yeah. But if he had just disappeared, if he ran away... Okay, he wouldn't have heard Dockerley tell Blake about Goth. No. So how come Travis knows about Goth then? I well, again, this is where the the non sort of arcness of the Blake Seven stories doesn't work well. Because you're right. So Travis, he would have had to have stayed behind an earwig about Goth. Mm -hmm. He would then have had to get there before Blake. But Blake's in the fastest ship in the universe. Yeah, when always... we, yeah, when we get there, he's all Blake, Travis, it feels like Travis and Serverland have been there for ages because 
because um, Gola's treating Travis like a long lost brother, isn't he? Yes. So, like laughing and joking. <laughs> and it's like they they must he, at best he had what two hours head start. Grace, yeah, head start to get there. Yeah, I mean, let's say then Travis was you know behind one of those yellow oil barrow barrels crouched down and he heard about yeah goth yes. right the lurgan is on goth right so off he goes how has he got a ship because he's yeah. at freedom city he was on the bari he came in on That's the bari correct. yeah yeah all right so let's assume he runs off and finds a planet hopper right goes off towards goth en route he contacts serverland and says serverland meet me at goth because she's got her own ship as well yes, hasn't she yeah. there's two there's two pursuit ships we know we, Correct, we know that yeah. we find that out right and yet yes you're right they they managed to get to goth and ingratiate themselves with gola before blake arrives yeah it's a bit like the whole you know liberator getting to cygnus alpha a lot slower than it should have done sort of thing isn't it yeah it they they're not great with this sort of idea of of a continuing storyline. Every everything seems to be treated individually, doesn't it? And we mm. we're not meant to think too closely about what, how one episode works with another episode. No. And when and it's weird when you're watching them, like when you're picking your favourite episodes and you just watch one episode, you don't get this. No, this isn't an issue. But the way we're watching it. I know we're watching out of order, but we're watching it with an eye to how does this fit with this? Does this mm. correspond with what they've said previously? Does it not? Will it contradict something later on? So we're watching it a lot more closely than we would. And it, it so beats you over the head that there's no grand plan for any of this. It just falls apart, doesn't yes, it? Yeah. I mean, there are reasons which we'll talk about in behind the scenes for a lot of it. But yeah, no, it doesn't make much sense. Also, I noticed that Travis has had a slight tweak to his outfit because I thought yes, that was yeah. his brown outfit from I, I did last week, but it's, with, not. but it's not. No, no, no he's got more black on it and yeah. stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's, he's stopped off at a tailor. <laughs> God knows where Blake stopped off. This would have been an ideal one between gambit and this episode to have one of those standalone blake episodes where he gets waylaid by something there's a mission to destiny oh here. yes yeah that would have worked yeah or killer or, or something killer. Like. yeah one of those i he gets waylaid because then you can at least say travis has had time to nick off and 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 you know befriend a warlord yeah because you he must have been there days maybe oh, weeks. At least, yeah well yeah. we know because we we get the feeling that uh gola doesn't trust anyone lightly Everyone's out to get him. It's that feudal sort of system. Everyone's out yep. to get him. He thinks everyone is an agent for his brother. So how long has it taken Travis to to befriend him? Or is it like when he befriended Villa? Did, did Travis just like point to his eye patch and you know, or or flare his other eye and go away? <laughs> oh, my brother! An- yeah. an- another question for you before we m- m- move on um, that I forgot to ask last week is. How does Dockley know that Lurgan's gone to Goth? He says, I heard. I have no idea. I, he's gone I to can't, Goth. Yeah, I can't work out this whole episode. So perhaps this whole storyline. So perhaps you can help me because I can't get my head around it. So Dockley operates on the people that knew about Star One to remove the memory of Star One from them. Yes. Yeah. He then th- I thought, I'm going to be killed after this because I'll know that. Yes. Place of someone. So he leaves the last guy's brain memory still intact. Yes. The the guy goes or I mean I'm not entirely sure why the Federation didn't just kill these people anyway, but they wanted to reprogram them or whatever. 
perhaps they thought they'd be useful, you know, their technical people be useful later on. So this other guy, Lurgan, goes off. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I'm presuming he's not hiding from the Federation because the Federation think his brain's been wiped. There's no yes. reason. Yep. I'm presuming Dockel has told him, whatever you do, don't get drunk and start babbling about Star One. Mm. You'll be killed. So, but he's decided to go to this weird little planet mm-hmm. and hide. Hide on this planet, and then as a, as what a safeguard, he's downloaded his memories onto a brain print and given mm. it as a pendant. I mean, he does it with, with spoiler. He doesn't. He he inserts it into the mind of the the. Uh, Jester. Jester. I was going to say Jedi. What? The Jester. <laughs> It'd be good if it were the Jedi. The Jester. What What was Why? his plan? Yeah, what was his plan? Mm. Mm. So it doesn't it, make any sense, yeah, does if it? If the Federation turn up and kill him, is he leaving that brain print so that someone else can find Star One? Because it's better if no one finds Star One. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. How come Dockley knows all this? Because... Yeah. The, 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 the location of Star One is secret. It's punishable by death. If you know anything yeah. about Star One, you've got to die. And yet somehow Dockley gets word that Lurgan's gone to Goth. Yeah. Hmm. Who, who told him? Did Lurgan tell him? Who told him? Well, yeah. Lurgan's not there. Uh, that, no, that's a question yeah. for later in this. Where did Lurgan go? Maybe Lurgan got word out that I'm on Goth and when he wasn't on Goth. Because he had yeah. left Goth. Oh, I don't know. This, this, all of this smacks of being made up on the spot, doesn't it? It's... Well, as I say, there are reasons for know. rewrites and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all right, so they're going to go down. Blake's going to go down. Yes. Villa's going to go down. Jenna's going to go down. She's still in that um, nice burgundy leather outfit, yes, which, yep. which has got matching gloves now. She yeah, puts on nice, a pair of nice gloves. Pair of gloves yeah. mm. I wonder yeah. how many of the other outfits had matching accoutrement that they never And they never wore. got round yeah. to. Yes, yeah, yeah. So much um, effort, isn't it? So much effort. Indeed. This planet has got poison gas in the atmosphere. Yes. Um, and anyone who lives above ground for any amount of time are going to die. Yeah, I, um, I quite like this, that they say there's too much sulfur in the atmosphere and it will eventually kill you. And then they've coloured everyone yellow. And I thought, that, that's a nice touch, though. That's like the only that. nice yeah. visual thing I like yeah. in it, especially Gola. He is yeah. tinted yellow, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, which you would in a sulfurous atmosphere. Sulfur tints things yellow. I thought, because at first I was thinking, oh, the lighting's poor in this. Oh, hang on. these You can see the tan line. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I thought that was quite nice. quite A, a subtle touch, because they don't make mention of it. No. They could have easily not bothered. No. I mean, when when they teleport down, I mean, that's yeah. nice location work. And, yeah, and, nice and, and you've got missed. And you've got bubbling sound effects on, on, on the yes. soundtrack to infer. I mean, they haven't got the money to show you sulfur pits, but you can yeah. hear the sulfur pits. Can't yeah, you, you can hear them. The, um, unfortunately, they've chosen the entrance and exit to the camp as the worst place for people to walk in history, isn't it? It's so difficult. Those poor stuntmen mm. have so much trouble just walking up. Yep. Putting their helmets on and walking out of that cave front. They're just coming dangerous. out of a hole, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> yes. But it's a, it was a house to us. Yeah. It, it's dangerous <laughs> stuff. Well, you're talking about Monty Python there. Yes. And, well, actually, um, we're in the realms of Monty Python here, aren't we? Well, we are with one of the characters we're going to meet later on, most definitely. Yeah. But they, they, these are our Swamp Castle lot, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, this they, is the, I think this is the, the, the worst most egregious use of the Swamp Castle character in Blake 7, do you think? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I quite like their little gas masks that they've attached to their Viking helmets. You yes, know, that which make no sense up quickly. Yeah. Make no sense. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're down there, coming out of their hole in the ground. Um, and that's when Zen says that there's a pursuit ship leaving yep. the planet. Main detectors report Federation pursuit ship bearing 132, course 276, leaving the planet and entering orbit. Put it on the main screen. Affirmative. Are we in range of its detectors? Negative. Plot us a course to intercept. Affirmative. You're not going to attack. Don't you recognize it? That is Travis's ship. But if we leave here, we leave Blake and the others out of teleport range. This is our chance to finish off Travis. He is at our mercy. Perhaps, but you can't Course just... for intercept, 073, speed, standard by four. Strike range in four minutes, ten seconds. We've got him cold. We'll be there and back within ten minutes and Travis will be dead. Steer 073, Callie. Avon, I'm... 073. All right. This time we have him. Zen, put up the radiation flare shields. Clear the neutron blasters for firing. Confirm. Avon, I hope you know what you're doing. Neutron blasters are cleared for firing. Can you think of a better way to stop Travis finding Star One? Target will be within strike range in exactly two minutes. No indication that he's seen us. Good. I have no objection to shooting him in the back. And Avon wants to attack it, um, saying, don't you recognise it? That's Travis's ship. Yeah, what? I'm not sure how he recognised it, because it it's, looks the same. It, no, 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 it's more Avon BS, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, don't you recognise it? That's Travis's ship. He just assumes that Travis is on the planet, the ship's leaving, therefore Travis is leaving because he's got the location of Star One. Yeah. Um, this um, doesn't seem like a Avon sort of thing, though, does it? That he... It almost feels like it should be a different character that's saying, let's go and kill him, let's kill him now, let's take... This, Avon's not sort of that direct, is he, I don't Not think. in season two he wasn't. No, no. no season four he would have been yeah. probably done it, but it, it just feels like this is, this, is, this is the let's get them away from the planet so they can't teleport up because the teleport ruins any sense of danger because you could just leave when you want to. Yep. And, and by this point, it's a tired trope, isn't it? It's, yep. Yeah. I mean, that is the only purpose yeah. for this yeah, pursuit ship. There, yeah. there is no. What, where is that pursuit ship going? What is it doing? You know, why does it have to leave the planet? Yeah, was it heading for Greg's or to refuel or something? I don't know. But also, it, it has no bearing. It's not like Travis is trapped on the planet at that point because no. they've got server lines. So this is literally they can't think of a cleverer way to not have Blake Avon and Jenna beam up, uh, teleport up. But it is logical. I mean, if if you assume that is Travis, yeah. then nab him now. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, I mean, that's why I think Callie goes along with it. Callie knows that this makes sense. So yeah. they move off. Well, it um, makes sense without Blake being on board to say, no, I won't kill no. him. Because yeah. blah 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 yeah, blah blah. Yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen that so many times. We've yeah. seen it so many times that the Liberator goes out of orbit just at the point where yeah. uh, the people on the planet are in trouble. And, and, well, it and used, this... used to be a Federation pursuit ships appeared on the screens. Let's go and hide, and they rapidly 
whenever you sh- you've seen them survive in twenty pursuit ships, one pursuit ship isn't a threat, no. is it? So no. So next we've got their peril that they're in. They've got this not yes. very convincing fight. Um, yeah, not this. This is again. This so this is like denotes this episode, and it? it's strange. You got a lovely location. You've got quite a few stuntmen. They don't these behave like stuntmen. They're throwing themselves about a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not they're not just extras. I don't think. Um, yeah, it it all feels tawdry and poorly put together. It does indeed. It does indeed. I mean, you've got yeah. They they, they attack Blake. Yeah. Blake's being the hero. Jenna is resorted to screaming. Yeah, um, poor Jenna. Yeah, Michael Keaton just stands still because that's what Villa would do. He wouldn't. He wouldn't yeah. try fighting. He he allows them to take the gun and then slinks off when nobody's looking. Um, and Jenna is tied to a bed. Yeah, they, they seem to have a bed there for her. I don't know why they've bothered with these two because it looks like that's going to be more difficult to get into that look, little hole in the ground. Yes. Than if you just tied the person up and pushed them. Yeah. Does it fold up in her? <laughs> in, in which know, case yeah. she folds up as well. Or is it literally to take her the 10 foot? to the Yeah, they're only the about like 10 yeah. foot away. Yeah, because Villa's tied to it as well, yeah. isn't he? Villa's finally called. I mean, all, all through this, they're trying to call the uh, liberator, aren't they? And yes. uh, nothing's happening. You, you um, generally have these sort of I think, is it called a travoir or something like that, isn't it? Where you 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 drag things on a sled like that, and it's mm. you usually have it on the wide open plains of America, or the like the the uh, the snowy wastes of Antarctica. You generally don't have it in a hilly tree section <laughs> on the side of a mountain. Uh, no, not going to work it's very not, well. Not practical, is it? No, you no, might it's... as well have a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <Even better. laughs> A space wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah, put him in the space wheelbarrow. Yeah, so uh, out in space, the pursuit ship is transmitting. I'm guessing yes. that's why it took off, because it had to transmit the latest information or something or other. Um, but why, I mean, do you, do you think at some point in the script there was some sort of, like, field around this planet or something? And it was oh, keep, yeah, maybe. Because yeah, why are they... No one else, ne- never before has anyone had to leave orbit to make transmission. Make, make, yeah. Maybe the sulphur in the atmosphere... You know, a line yeah, saying the sulphur be, in yeah. the atmosphere can't... Because yeah, Travis can't, does get... say later, I can't communicate to Federation control yeah. with this. Um, yeah, a little line about how that messes up communication might have been all right. But it's all right for Blake to call the Liberator, isn't it? So, yeah. Alien. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the Liberator gets in as uh, close as it can before yeah. opening fire and blowing it up. And, um, and they Kelly's... actually hit it. They hit and blow off a ship. First, first time, yeah. <sighs> And um, and Cully said, "Well, it wasn't exactly fair." And Avon said something yeah. about, "Well, do you want him, Did you want me to give him a sporting chance?" Yeah, I'm with Avon on this one. Is you know, you shoot him in the back, and that's yeah. what they Goodbye, Travis. Travis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, as usual, uh, Blake is teleported up in in the nick of time. Yes. Mm. And he, he he's rightly hacked off. What the hell happened? What happened to the others? Let him drink this first. Where are the others? The Goths have them. How? Ambush. Are we going down to get them out? I am. And where the hell were you? We just got Travis for you. What? Yeah, yeah, no, here we go. Uh, They're at loggerheads again. Which makes for uh, very entertaining, watching these two arguing. Yeah, I mean, it's some of the exchanges are a high point of this episode. 
It'd just be nice if they'd have been in a better episode. But. Yeah, yeah. Because you say that, the next thing we've got the this awful, awful CSO. Of, oh yes, of the yeah. tents in the cave. Yeah. Um, why? Why would? Why, why? Right. Why do you need tents in a cave? I don't know. Is it I the back drop-ins? Do you think? Could, oh, it could be. That would have been good if it. it someone would have said. Why have you Watch put out. a tent up? Watch out for the shits. Look out for the guano. Yeah. 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 It right. rains down from above. So they right. So these yeah. goths have tents yeah. in a cave, right? Yes. Um, represented as, as I say, this is the only time we ever see the tents, and you've got this th- awful CSO. Do you think it was a misunderstanding that the script reader and the director said, "I want the action to be intense, guys"? Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that would explain well, that. Exa- but it, yeah, yeah, but we'll uh, take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so as I say, awful CSO. It doesn't get better because we no. go inside, and there he is. There's our fella. There's Gola. Gola. Oh. Right. What can you okay. Say Bru- Bruce Purchase. Yeah. You know, everybody knows Bruce Purchase. You, you know, the pirate captain. Mr. Fibuli! Mr. Fibuli, yeah. And, yeah. And he is exactly the same. This is yeah. like, you know, the pirate captain's brother. Well, I, um, I said to you a couple of weeks back when I thought I was doing this episode next that I'd watch Quatermass 4, Quatermass Conclusion, Quatermass, whatever you want to call it, the ITV version. Mm. And Bruce Purchase is in it. And he, he's playing a relatively normal subdued part he's actually really good mm. and i thought oh have i been misjudging him and i watched this and went no do you think he's what you've mentioned before where some people oh i'm in science fiction therefore yep. i'm gonna ham it up i i think that's entirely i think you if you watch like the pirate planet you can see that it's a combination of the the costume tom baker's over the top acting and then a script that they know is like by douglas adams mm. and and douglas adams said to himself as soon as they realized he'd written a script they went oh it's a comedy script and they were yeah. doing comedy lines and it's like no 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 no. you'd do it straight and no one would and i i wonder if it's this he's he's seen the 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 costumes he's read the script and this is how he's thought is the only way to play it it could have worked it could have because I, I quite like the idea that Gola, he's had a lobotomy, hasn't he? He's had most of his brain removed. Oh, that, yeah. I hadn't even, yeah. that, that hadn't even occurred to me. And there's a couple of lines he gives. And I thought, oh, that's, a, oh, that's actually all right. Because he's, he's almost playing it like he's a child again. Mm. But then he immediately does the sub-Brian Blessed raising of his voice. And it's like, no, no, tone it down. I think if he toned it down, he would be okay in this because he's playing some of it really nicely and then he goes over the top i had uh, i had thought you know that um you know if you just read the script yeah he he would be fine but i i i think it's um 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 oh bruce purchase he's done one science fiction you know yeah. And and just thought, oh, and he did it as a comedic performance, and oh, I'm going to do the same here. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be it... interesting to see later on what he's what else he's appeared in, because I'm presuming it's mainly not science fiction. I don't know. Well, perhaps you... he's a stage actor, and this he's playing because this is very see. mock Shakespearean, isn't it? A lot of this. It is very mock yeah. Shakespearean, and yes, yeah, the costumes, the Viking outfits, and everything, the setting, and everything. But he goes way over the top. Yeah. If if you compare Gola to Gunsar, oh, very, you know what? very. Every time we have an episode of this, Gunsar goes up in my estimation another yeah. notch. Because it's a very similar yeah. situation. It's very similar costumes. Yeah. Um, but the actor who played Gunsar, there was comedy in it. 
But yeah. it, it it wasn't pantomime. No, it was realistic. You can imagine Gunsar living outside of these scenes, but you can't imagine Gola. No. You you think to yourself, okay, before they came in, what was he doing? Just sat there. Mm. There's no there's no realism here at all. No. And no. it's such a small set, isn't it? It's so horrible. And it's practically the only set. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. We're stuck here for most of this episode, guys. Bad luck. Oh, dear. Yeah, and in that room, we've got a woman. Yes. Okay, who we don't know anything about her at the moment, but uh, Gola calls her a witch. Yep. And then you've got a court jester as well. Yes, which is yeah. one of my... Uh, stock characters that I detest anyway, the court jester character. Mm. I think the only way you can play it, and I think this guy plays it correctly, is to play him sinister. Yes. You know, that he's actually quite a dangerous guy. I'd forgotten how creepy he yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, he's good. We I remember the audio. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him on the audio. Yeah. Um, but I had forgotten about, you know, the, the latex over the eyelid to yeah. give him the, 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 yeah, the droopy the, the, eye and yeah. everything. And, uh, yeah, it is very Shakespearean and everything. Yeah. Um, all this, Gola doesn't trust anyone. The, the jester's there to test his food for him. He's, he's yeah. in fear of his brother and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah... Um, this this woman, we don't know anything about her at the moment, um, but she can, she says she can show him the future. Yes. Um, but he says, no, that's just your drugs and your potions. Uh, and his performance are potions. One of your potions. Potions. Yes, it's <sighs> not good. And this, this is quite nice because normally we don't get the the realistic viewpoint of these oracle characters. We normally get an oracle character and they're right. Hmm. And, I, and I, it was quite nice when he was sort of saying, you're, you're just taking hallucinogenics. Mm. That's what your predictions are, you stupid old woman. Yeah. Woman. And, and it, yeah, you old woman. It's, um, it was quite nice, but they didn't go anywhere with it. No, no. Um, so next we've got Travis. Travis comes in. Yes. Um, um, minus he's looking the, good. He's yeah, looking good. Yeah, he's, he's lost the cloak and the hat, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. He's, he, he looks like he's come to mend the boiler. <laughs> they are, yeah. They are like yeah. Oh dear, yeah. They are like, um, yeah. Mechanics overalls, overalls aren't they? Yeah. No, Perhaps dear. that's how he befriended uh, Gola. Right, oh, Gov, I've got the hot water going for you, mate. Splendid. <laughs> Splendid. Yeah. You would be my brother. Oh, Gordon Bennett. Fool, you do not abuse me as once you did. Gola, you frightened him. That is why all his tricks go wrong. Silence, witch. I could tell you better tricks. I could show you things in the future. You can show me nothing. All that talks is your drug. In the end, you will inhale too much, and it will kill you. Nothing will kill me. I shall live forever. Cha! Kick that fool as you pass him. Possibly I might smile at his pain. <laughs> Travis, my friend, you will take wine. Thank you, O'Shaw. My sister here has all kinds of mind-bending potions, if they are more to your liking. <laughs> I see... I see a man and a woman. The man is a fool. The woman is beautiful to behold. Here, in the tents of Goth. You see, she is not of this world. In the <laughs> <old place. laughs> 
You. Where is Blake? They haven't got Silence! it. Silence! You know these people. Yes, O'Charles. They are enemies of myself, of Servalan, and also of Lurgan, who mended your wound and took away the terrible pains. Truly a magician, that Lurgan. Real magic, not foolery and potions. It's a pity he's gone from us. Without his cure, I would be wishing for death. You say these people are his enemies. They pursue him to kill him. What do you make of lines like, kick that fool as you pass him, possibly I might smile at his pain? Yeah. It, uh, no. Do you think Bruce Purchase read these lines and it's like, oh, this is a comedy then? I think he might have done. He might mm. have gone, oh, this, yeah, this is... Perhaps he thought he was doing Monty Python. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Brian Croucher here, he, he's going a bit OTT, but I think yeah. he's doing it because... Bruce Purchase um, yes. it, it has gone off the scale. So whatever Br- Brian Croucher does it looks positively refined. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a worry, isn't it? When, as much as I love Brian Croucher, when Brian Croucher is the most restrained yes. actor on the set. <laughs> I'm just grateful in this story that Jacqueline Pierce didn't fall into that trap oh, because God. Jacqueline Pierce is really good in this. Yeah. She could have hammed it up. She could have gone notched it right up to try and match Bruce, but she doesn't. No, you know? I, I thought Jacqueline Pierce seemed a bit bored. Well, she's in not episode. in it much, is yeah. she? She's only in it like three scenes. And I, and if, I mean, whatever the reason, the fact that she she puts very little effort into it works mm. because you're right. We don't want another over-the-top character. Oh, God, can you imagine being stuck in a little tent with these three? Oh, blimey, blimey. So this woman, she says that she sees a man and a woman. Uh, the man is a fool and the woman is beautiful. Yeah, well, he's half, she's half right in both respects. Do you think she's genuinely psychic? How, well, how? This, this is what's annoying, isn't it, is that they don't really say, but she's got to be... There's something yeah. going on because that that scene later on yeah. with Jenna when she manages to you know stop Jenna moving her hand. There's something yeah. going on there, isn't there? Yeah, but they, it's just uh, again a lazy stock trope of the the seer character, isn't it? It's... Yes, yeah. Well, in they come. That, at that point, that's when they come in, and immediately Travis wants to know where Blake is, and yep. and tells Gola that Blake is an enemy of Travis Serverland and Lurgan. I think Brian Croucher in this scene gets dangerously close to going over the top. He does. He does yeah. this strange, in a minute, he does, the, I'm going to f- try and freeze frame it. When he says, oh, I'll leave these to you, he got, he does this some s- strange sort of like little salute thing. Yeah. It, he does an odd thing with his arm. Yeah. Um, um, but no, it's at this point we find that Gola had something wrong with his brain. Yeah. And uh, that Lurgan had operated him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the way he's got a forehead scar. That's yes. not the way you go into somebody's brain, is it? No, no, the front. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. You know, it's called a frontal lobotomy, but they don't generally Frankenstein the top of your head off. Yeah, exactly, Frankenstein. Maybe it's gone all the way round and he's got a screw yeah. top lid for a head now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he says it's a shame that Lurgan has gone. All right, where where did Lurgan go? Where do we think Lurgan yeah. goes? I think he exited left, pursued by a bear. <laughs> well, he got to the planet, so, you know, he must yeah. have had a ship. But I mean, it, it would have been, I think, it, it, it been. I suppose they probably couldn't afford it, but nice, at the end, when they all go down to the, um, the, the, 
was going to say the cellars, the um, the the prison underneath mm-hmm. where the old fellow is, and they find a body, dead body tied up, and that's Lurgan, and they think it's all over at that point. Blake gets a bit. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, that would have worked. We've lost Star One. Instead, it's yeah. just like he's gone. Yeah. Um, He's bugged off. We can afford him. I thought presumably, you know, he saw the pursuit ship arrive and and he left that late in the day. Where is he? Is he hiding out in the bushes? Maybe he went off to find Dockley. Maybe he went back to Freedom City. I don't know. Perhaps he had to leave because he found that Gola was insulferable. Oh, blimey. (laughs) That was pretty poor. Um, Gola's taken with Jenna. Yes. Mm. Lots of primitive tribes are taken with Jenna, aren't they? They always um, do. Can I just say, uh, as much, as bored as um, uh, Jacqueline Pierce appears, Sally Nivette seems to have given up at this point. I think she's not even. She knows her bothered. time has yeah. come. Yeah, it's time to go. So she, yeah, she, yeah. yeah, she's not. There's one little scene later on that I like, yeah. but yeah, she does but look maybe, very bored. Yeah. So, do, so, so does <clears throat> Michael Keating. He looks kind oh, yeah, of bored as well. Yeah. He, he. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think if anyone puts in a decent performance in this one. No. No. I mean, Blake's sort of the top of my head. Yeah, it's it's just so forgettable, isn't it? So crap. Um, This lady saying that you know Villa is a fool that seems to have rubbed the jester up the wrong way. I mean, which quite that's quite nice. Yeah, he he realizes his place is precarious at best if Villa's more entertaining to his buffoon of a chieftain. Um, So yeah, nice little... He's the only one that gets any sort of characterisation, really. Yeah. Right, Blake wants to go back down to the planet. He's going to go back down to the planet. He points out to Avon that Travis might not have been on that ship, in which case uh, they've just alerted the Federation um, to it. Um, And he's going to go back down, and if they haven't heard from him in six hours, they're both to go down. Yeah, I... Main, it's like, what? Who's going to stay on board? Yeah. Well, Aurak could, I suppose, teleport them back up, but why everybody go down? Would you want to trust your life on Aurak not being off doing something else? You wouldn't want to, no. would you? No, no. So, mm, and Servalan's lounging, very yeah. Cleopatra-like, eating grapes um, in her little tent, um, when Travis comes in with the most outrageously huge communication box. Then it's that fool Villa and the girl Jenna. They're here. What? Is Blake here? No. Pursuit ship four, Travis here. Reply. The Liberator has obviously destroyed it. Yes. Blake must be one step behind us. We know the keeper of the secret is on Goth. We know he is a royal person. Perhaps Blake knows that too. But which royal person? There is Vashal and there is his sister. It has to be one of them. But which one? You will soon know. And when you do, you could control the Federation. You and I. Don't be ridiculous, Travis. Look, Star One is the computer control center. It controls the climate on more than 200 worlds. Communications, security, food production, it controls them all. It is the key to our very lives. Think of all that power. You can see why the Council themselves don't know where Star One is. In the wrong hands. Yes, but in the right hands. Yours and mine. Be very careful you don't overreach yourself, Travis. There'll come a time when such ideas seem 
unambitious, one-day serverless. Yes. What are you talking about, Travis? I must alert the nearest Federation flotilla to attack the Liberator. I can't do it from here on this thing. I'll have to use your ship. The Liberator may pick you up. It's a chance we'll have to take, unless you're prepared to risk Blake getting to the secret before we do. Well? All right. How long? Three hours. That long? You could have the secret by then. It has to be one of those two. The Chief or his sister. Don't you trust me? No, of course not. Then trust my ambition. You will be the new keeper of the secret. Yes. Uh, it's, it's quite a nice prop. I mean, it, make, it opens, it makes a nice note, but it's huge. It's, I mean, we have mocked. It must mocked. have been big for then. <laughs> yes, we have mocked the box, haven't we? Yes, we have. But that, that would have been better to use here. Yes, um, anything would have been better to use. I was thinking, right, you've got no money, you've got to come up with this prop for this communicator. What could you use if you've got no money? What about an old electric razor? Spray it yeah. silver, you know, anything. Yeah. Just something to hold up to your mouth to communicate. But it's a mm. bloody shoebox or something. Yeah, it's mm. anything. I mean, even in Phantom Menace, they use bloody... Uh, a lady shave. lady shave. They yeah. could have at least done that. Yeah, yeah any, anything. This, And again, this is why... I. I saw him get out and I thought, oh, I wonder if this is where they're going to make mention of that getting through the atmosphere is nigh on impossible. You need a massive transmitter yeah. sort of thing. And I thought, could that explain? No, it's just a big old It's a big old box. Jesus. I mean... It's I, a nice prop, though. I do like it. Yeah, it is a nice prop, but the size yeah. for its functionality, I mean, that's why it's painful to watch an old episode of The X-Files to see the size yeah. of mobile phones back then. But this is this is just humongous, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same thing. I, I the other night watched um, Aliens again, mm. and it's it's aged terribly because of the the fact that like the the tech that's on offer, we've got better now. Yes. <laughs> our, our military now has better tech than than evidently in three hundred years in the future, um, and no one seems to predict things getting smaller. Everything no, no. seems to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I seem to remember that laptop. Is is like quite huge in aliens. Yes, yes. yes yeah. And green screen. And green screen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Green screen is the future. <laughs> All right. So on this whacking great big box, he can't contact the pursuit no. ship. So they assume it's been destroyed. You know, quite rightly. Um, so uh, the timeline again. Can I just mention the timeline again? Yeah. All right. He was a fugitive from yes. the Federation, wasn't he? Yeah. He he's been on the Bari for some time shadowing Dockley, waiting for Blake to turn up. Yeah. But at some point between the last time we saw him, which was only last week, and now he's best buddies with Serverland again, to the point that yep. he can order a her around. Which you could have you could have justified by saying all along this was a plan and he wasn't a fugitive and he was in constant communication with Serverland. But you've got to build that up. Mm. Otherwise, mm. yeah, it's just... Because I'm presuming if he... Serverland knows that he wants to kill her anyway. So wouldn't would it have been the same conversation as when in Hostage, where he rung up Blake? Did he ring up Serverland and say, no, it's not a trap, Serverland. Honest. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we said maybe, you know, Travis finds out the location of it through eavesdropping, you know, yes. it's just around yeah. the corner, and therefore, goth, and it's on a royal person, either the brain print or... 
his head is yeah. on, on, on around the neck of a royal person, right? I'm not sure what use it, if it had been his head. I don't know how they would have got the uh, location out there. Well, later on, I mean, in this story, yeah. uh, Jenna or Callie says, oh, it, his brain is around yeah. the head, you know. But anyway, they that, they know that, right? So presumably Travis overheard it. He was just round the corner, right? But Blake then, um, Travis then says, perhaps Blake knows that too. Well, if he's got the information he, from yeah, Dockley telling knows, Blake, he yeah. knows that, you know. Again, you know, this is not how the 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 last two stories was meant to yeah. finish in season two okay and it's at this point we find out that the woman is gola's sister yes um and that that's just dropped into the conversation between travis and serverland um that it can only only be gola or his sister all right yeah and you said you know brian croucher is dangerously veering on ott um what do you think about this seductive Travis coming up, where he's trying to persuade Serverland to join him in ruling the Federation. Do you think he's playing it right? Um, no, I don't. I think it's it's the wrong move to make with Serverland. But also, Travis Mark II being seductive is not that far from Travis Mark II being threatening, is it? Mm, yeah. It's, yeah he's, it's... Uh, I, I, I don't think, if I was a Serverland, I don't think I would have bought that. No, and she doesn't. She shoots him down. Yeah, what are you right, talking yeah. about? <laughs> and he, he snaps back, doesn't he? He knows that that's not yeah. going to work. He, he, he says, I want to use your ship. So, yes, uh, as I said, Servalan arrived on a different ship. Um, and Travis wants to go off and warn the Federation that the Liberator is there. Right? Yeah. yeah. And on the Liberator, Zen detects a modified Class 1 pursuit ship is leaving the planet, and Avon guesses that it must be Servalan. Main detectors report ship leaving planetary orbit. Identifying. It is a modified Class One Federation pursuit ship. Grid reference. Grid reference B3721. Modified Class One. That must be Servalan. Zen, have they detected us? Negative. Callie, set a course to intercept. What? A course to intercept. No. Yes. If we leave here, we leave Blake alone again. This is an ideal opportunity. Not this time. She will be out of range in one minute. We will never get her. All right, then. We'll never get her. Callie, listen. No. Yes. Now, I understand that. I understand that that is Serverland's personalised pursuit ship she yeah, yeah you'll probably recognize it because it's it's going to be like air force one and it's yeah she has a modified class yeah. one pursuit ship all right and avon has guessed it must be serverland and he wants yeah. to go off and again but this time yeah. callie disobeys right now first up why does avon need callie's help to fly the liberator we we found many times that you know you just ask zen to do it and zen will do it yeah yeah it's not like you have to manually fly it, or it takes two people to manually fly something. Or yeah, so um, why does he need her help? That doesn't make an awful lot of sense. Or was he was he thinking that if she's against it, she'll stop him? Because I think Callie could stop Avon. Hmm. Hmm. But Certainly if this Avon. Yeah, but if she hadn't stopped him, if she hadn't ob- objected, Travis would be dead because Travis yeah. is on that pursuit ship, isn't he? Yeah. So. They were they were wrong in, to start with, but they're wrong on this as well. It's like stick to a plan. So if they'd have stuck to Avon's plan, all things good. If they'd have stuck to Callie's plan, 
Blake and that would have been saved beaming up before. Yeah, it's the fact they keep whiffling. It's, it's they're whiffling sort of between two different plans here, aren't they? It's yeah. not yeah. working. Yeah, right. So <coughs> there's a timeline error here, but we'll talk about that later on. But if if Travis is leaving the planet now, he's got the location of Star One, which means he's been down into the down below, hasn't he? But yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about that later on, all right? But Yeah, uh, how did Travis get the location of Star Wars? Yes. Just please, listener, just bear in mind that that modified um, pursuit ship leaving is Travis with the location of Star One. He yeah. has already got the brain print, right? Yeah. Okay? So, where where are we? Yes, down on the planet. Well, he hasn't got it before now. No. no. But this scene, he yeah. has just said it's got to be one or the other. Travis yeah. has just said, and Serverland have agreed, it's Gola or his sister, right? Yeah. But now the pursuit ship is leaving. Travis knows the information. But we'll talk yeah. about that when we get to that bit. Because right now we, we go back to the planet. We've got the appallingly named Rod. Yeah, Rod. From Rod, Rod. Jane and Freddy, yeah. Right, Rod. Presumably short for Rodney. Rodney, yeah. So he, and he wants to be king. He's Rodney King. King Rodney, yes. Yeah. And he meets Rog, because Rog saves... Rog and Rodney, yeah. Rod, yeah. Rod and Rog. Well, it's Rodney and Roger. Yeah. Presumably, isn't it? Rog is short for Roger, isn't it? Uh, I imagine so. Or Space Roger. Space Roger. Space yeah. Roger and Space Rodney. Um, yes. Uh, Blake uh, rescues Rod um, yeah. um, from, from some of these uh, Swamp Castle people. Um, Rod already knows about Servalan and Travis. Again, how long have they been there that this you know, brother of yeah. Gola, who lives outside above the caves, knows about Servalan and Travis. Yeah, and knows enough about him that that it's like he knows what their plans are almost, doesn't he? He's like, it, it's, he knows not to trust them. He knows, yeah, how, how has this happened so quickly? Mm, mm. So we've got Rog, we've got Rod, yeah. And when we go back in the tents, we've got Ron. We've got Big Ron from EastEnders. <laughs> yes, that's Big Ron from EastEnders, arm-wrestling um... Gola. You are of goth blood. I know it. Proud. A fit mate for a warrior, sure. If you do not want Federation servitude, why do you harbour their lackeys? You're talking about Travis? He's a refugee from the Federation. Where is Lagan? If you wish to kill him, why should I? I, who am his friend, who bless his name, why should I tell you where he is? I've told you we mean him no harm. You come from a spaceship. My guards capture you or else by now you would have killed us. What are these? You fool, what are these? Just bracelets, okay? <laughs> Do me a trick, fool. What, now? Now. Um, a trick. Uh, uh, I take this chain from about my neck and place it in my fist like so. It is gone. The chain now travels up my right arm, across my chest, down my left arm, and into my great king's noble hand. <laughs> Splendid! Better than my own form. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? Oh, I never I never noticed. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's Big Ron. Yeah. He's the one who later on says uh, um, to Villa, you're going back up, you're, uh, you're the new jester. Oh, right. you can you can tell by his voice yes that's big ron big ron fr- from uh, eastenders yes and ron Roger, Rod. yes Dear God. so it turns out they're a warrior people yeah. um you know you they know they, it uh, to look at them but... no no <laughs> uh, they, they 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 like their ale these uh these warrior people yeah. yes these are these are klingons aren't they basically mm. oh yeah yeah Jenna asks, why did you need help for the Federation? Um, you know, if you're a warrior people, why do you need the Federation? And um, Gola says, well, Travis isn't Federation. He's a refugee. In which case, what's he doing with Serverland? You know? Yeah. But a refugee is also something completely different to a renegade. Mm. I think they've used the wrong word. But yeah, but so- yeah it, it, it doesn't... It, these, these societies that are primitive yet know all about, about technology stuff. it just never works it's so stupid we've had well, i mean yeah. we had a yeah, gun side didn't exactly, we exactly yeah it, at least with that they had a throwaway line that they wanted to live like that they knew all about one stuff it wasn't they were trying to yeah you know improve themselves they wanted to live like this this is i mean as soon as they work out that other planets are there that have got guns and ships they would want guns and ships as a warrior yes, race yes yeah. All right. So Gola asks Villa for a trick, and yep. uh, Michael Keating uh, does that French drop. I think it's called the thing yes. that uh, Stuart uh, Fell yeah, taught, him, taught him. Yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Which stokes jealousy in the jester, and um, we've a couple of times alluded to, to Monty Python, and you get a Monty Python vibe with the uh, send you down below because that's almost the comfy chair yes. reaction to when he it, goes not down below. Yeah, not down the below. comfy chair. Yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, you can imagine um, Terry Gilliam playing the, the court jester. jester. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much yeah. so. Yeah, um, Tara is the name of the sister. We get the oh, name right. now. Her name is Tara, and she says that Gola wants to pair bond with Jenna. Does yeah. this mean marry? Is this some stupid name for marry? I don't know if it's space marriage or he just wants to get his end away. Mm, It could be. Um, And all the way through, we're getting mentions of brother, aren't we? They talk about brother and and Rod was talking about his brother. My brother would have killed you. You twig it straight away, don't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's not not much of a mystery, no. Yeah, and uh, Tara says that Rod will kill, but he will die. But she doesn't know any more. She's seen it in her vapours or something or she's, other. She's one of these useless uh, oracles that gives you just enough to annoy, mm. but doesn't give you any detail. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about Avon, when I can't remember what story was it, when we, when he was trying to convince the others to leave Blake. Oh, it was the yep. Zeal episode, wasn't That's it? That's right, yes. And, 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 and he was going on about, you know, um, you know, either he's got a genius for leadership or you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. genius for being led. He, he was playing with these little dice when he yeah. was doing so, and he's doing it again now. I, I didn't realise the dice would make another appearance. He's playing think, with the dice. Do you think he's playing Dungeons and Dragons with his life? So he's going, should I follow Blake? D20, D20. Oh, no. It could very know, well yeah. be, yes. There's a missing scene there. Yeah. Um, um, Rod lead, leads Blake down to the dungeon, all right? Yeah. Um, so you've got a dungeon in a cave presumably it's a cave under the other cave yeah right okay the, the, no the, tents here 
No, no. This uh, this um, um, uh, dungeon thing down yep. here reminds me of the dungeons under Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi, with the windows cut in the rock and stuff like that. Yeah. I just thought I would, I would mention. Yes. Yeah. And actually, it's also very similar to um, uh, the uh, what was the the spin-off film, Star Wars Rogue One. You know when when they're being they've been caught by. Um, Oh, um, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, and they're put in two cells that are co-joining, luckily, yes. <laughs> with a window between them. <laughs> and this is the same. It's like, oh, lucky, lucky the guy you're looking for just happens to be, be in the right cell next, next to the door. window. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Rod leaves Blake in the dungeon while he goes yes. off. And Blake's got that big torch. I didn't realise that yeah. was going to be in it. Yeah, do you remember what I said, I said last week or the week before? Because I'd watched this by accident. And uh, I said, that torch is... It appears in this one. Yeah. We should yeah. have done a little tally for that torch. Yeah. I didn't realise it was tally. going to be. Yeah, torch tally. I wonder where it went. Have you ever seen it at a con? No. Never, mm. never, never, never. It's nice looking Alex torch. should make yeah. one. A, an actual yeah. functional, uh, functioning one. Yeah, hey. it wouldn't, wouldn't be that difficult, I don't think. No, no. Just EMA domes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Jenna's got changed into some sort of a me- medieval dress thing. And yeah. is being questioned by Tara. Um she she says that uh, Lurgan has gone far away. Yeah. I took that to mean off planet. You know, he yeah, has. He's I, gone I off I in a saw, ship. Yeah. yeah. Where did he go? Exactly. You're hiding from the Federation. Yeah. I guess if a pursuit ship comes into orbit and you notice it, it's like, oh, bloody hell, they're after me. And he's legged it again. Maybe he's still out there. Maybe he's still running from the Federation still. Yeah, could be. Yeah, hey, um, big finish. There's a whole series yeah. to be made on Lurgan. The, the story of Lurgan. The yes. Lurkins of Lurgan. Yeah. The dreaded Lurgan. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna says Lurgan left a secret, and, yes. and, and she promises Tara anything if she can help her find it, and that it hangs from the neck of a royal person, uh, like the ones Gola and Tara wear. Yeah, and which they keep doing bloody close-ups on, and they look awful. They, yeah, they, they, they do look... Yes, yeah. rather cheap. Oh, what a surprise. Um, it's quite that spooky, that moment. I remember this from the mm. audio, you know, with the breathing sounds and, and spooky music. And that's the point where um, Jenna tries turning the disc over, this pendant over, yeah. doesn't she? Um, well, and Tara's, like, probably the most... After the Jester, she's probably the best character in this. Mm. Well, certainly the best acted. This yeah, is, no, 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 she's all right. Yeah. She's a bit OTT at the end, but, yeah. you know, she's got reason to be cheerful. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jenna knows Tara wants her gone. And, and yep. she says, I'll, I'll, I'll go as soon as I know the secret. And that's what, and she's like, well, okay, you can, you can flip over my pendant. And uh, <laughs> it's blank. Yeah. Um, and then she says she must stay. Um, um, Gola's the only one of royal blood. So, you know, that's when she starts cackling. Um, more silly fighting in Gola's tent. Yeah, um, yeah. Big Ron losing again. Um, and Jenna comes in. And this is the only time I, li- I like Sally Nivette's performance in this. When she comes in, in her little medieval thing, you can't see that she's actually looking at Villa until the camera moves with her. But she's sort of got like a, 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 a smirking smile on her face um, as she comes in. And, and goes oh, up not, and sits. I didn't that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go and have a look. She's got a quite a nice watch. little playful smile. Um, and the only other, uh, the, 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 the only uh, villa moment I really like in this is when um, the cam- <laughs> the camera is on Gola and Jenna, and but you've got Michael Keaton on the left of the 
of, of the picture. And when um, Gola says, more wine, Villa holds his cup up. Okay, oh. and the guy walks past him, fills up yeah. Gola's drink, and walks past him again. And and Michael Keaton's got this such <laughs> discouraged yeah. look on his face. Yeah, it's a nice little bit of uh, of acting, isn't it? It's that yeah. throwaway. It's stuff. very subtle. Yeah. I've never noticed yeah. it before, but yeah, it's not telegraphed at all. Um, and I'm sure that's an ad lib from Michael yeah, Keaton. Could be, could yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, down in the dungeon um, again, Monty Python. Blake meets the old man, and it's the it's it's yeah man from Monty Python, isn't it? Yep, it's it's a standard old man, long beard, been in a prison for a long time. Yeah, he's yellow as well. Um, yep. Yeah, he's um, very yellow. Yeah, yeah he, he's quite nice. He might he reminds me so much of Michael Hordon. Uh, yes, um, it's yeah. untrue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he, he, he's the he was in um, State of Decay, wasn't he? He was. He was he yeah, was with string on his head. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, he's really good. I remember. Yeah. I remember his performance for my audios. Yeah. You know, go away. He seems to have made an entire career out of playing sort of pitiful old, old men. men. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pitiful, we'll call him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just wants Blake to go away and leave him to die. Yeah, yeah um, he seems happy in his cave, doesn't he? he, he yes, with him and the rat, yes. Well, he's yeah, seen yeah. what life's like up in the tent. It's, it's, it's far too much overacting up there for him. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, in that tent, Gola's playing a board game with Jenna, um, yeah. watched by Servalan. I win! <laughs> she let you win. What? She is a superior grade citizen of the Federation. Her IQ is very high. She let you win. You are a friend of Lurgan's, or I... What? I'd send you down below. You lay a finger on me, and the Federation battle fleets will blast you to ashes. You and all your tents. We are a long way under the ground. Do not be sure any bomb would reach us. There is not a hole deep enough for you to hide in. Silence! I am Shao here! I do not wish your presence in my tent. Go. Very well. But I must speak to you alone. In one hour, in my tent. It would be wise for you to be there. You will come to me. <laughs> what are you cackling at? She represents the Federation, and you are afraid of her. No, I'm not. He would not be afraid of her. Shut up about him. And, yeah, I like Jacqueline Pierce in this. Uh, I, I like how she says that uh, Jenna is a superior grade citizen. Her IQ is yeah. very high. And uh, she let you win. But this is this is sort of a, a rare moment when Servland doesn't read the situation well, isn't it? Mm. This, this Servland should have handled this better, I think. She put, yeah, she, she speaks to Golem as if logic should work on him. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think the real our Serverland that we know and love would have known that, and she would have been trying it on. She would have been being more sexy towards Gola than Sally Navette. You could have had a, a you know, a, a, a lust off between them, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that she's trying to use logic on it, and then 
is surprised when it goes wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he tries threatening her, and she yeah. she's again just you know, rebuffing him, and yeah. and he's like, "Well, don't be so sure. You know, you can't reach my tents." And it's like, "Yeah, well, yeah, you try it, <laughs> my mate." Tents are deep underground. Yeah. yeah. No, she's really good, and and she says about you know you've got to come to my tent in one hour, and no, oh, you yeah. will come here. It's like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you know, she is really good in it. Yeah. Um, and then we get Gola saying to Jenna, "You didn't let me win, did you?" And uh, I remember this from audio, the whole, she let you in. Oh, yes, she did. Now, that's obviously Michael Keaton's voice, isn't he? Yes. He's just put on a little bit of an accent to to, to show that, or or tell that it's the jester throwing his voice. Um, I I, I had never remembered the fact that you actually do see the court jester talking. He's not doing it properly in sync, is he? No, no, uh, it doesn't match very well. No, no, no. You get the idea of what it's meant to be doing. Yeah, so it's the whole, you, you are going down below... Um, mm. and Michael Keaton is, he's all right. That I didn't say, it, I didn't say it as he's dragged yeah. out. Um, and, uh, he's dumped in the dungeon. I, I, I do like the line about, Oh, leave me a light. I like to see what I'm scared of. Yeah. That's an all right line. And, uh, and meets Blake, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and Mr. Pitiful. Yeah. Mr. Pitiful and Blake. Hmm. And, um, we go back upstairs and Jenna's gone to see, uh, Servalan. <laughs> Where is Travis? I see you have the run of the place. I am betrothed to the child, and I have his protection. I may still kill you. I only have a minute. Where is Travis? Oh, he'll be back. I think not. I think he already knows the location of Star One, and he's on his way there already. Really? And who do you imagine told him? The only person who knew, Lurgan. Lurgan was gone before we arrived. Was he? Are you sure? Travis knows better than to trick me. I've already told him he's dead if he tries. With all that power at stake, do you think that he really cares? Jenna! Where is Jenna? Mm-hmm. I may not kill you after all. A lifetime with Gola would be very educational for you. And she yep. wants to know where Travis is. And she thinks he's on his way to Star One. Which he is. Yeah, because right. Jenna thinks that Travis will use Star 1 to take over. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Travis is probably the only one, actually, other than Blake. He wants the same thing as Blake. He wants to destroy it all, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's right. Travis has got the information. He is on his yeah. way, but she's wrong. She thinks that he got the information from Lurgan, who's still hiding on the planet somewhere. Yeah, not mm. far away. Mm. Can I just ask this question? This is something else that's never occurred to me before, even endless times of listening this on audio. Travis is on his way. He's got the location of Star One, and yep. he's in Serverland's pursuit ship. Right. Is Serverland alone on the planet now? I think so, yeah. How does she get off the planet then? Uh, wait till someone else turns up. Yeah, but she's just threatened Gola. Hasn't she? And yeah. She's got no way of backing that up now. Yeah. She's got a whacking great sh- big shoebox that can't communicate with the Federation. This is the this is the season two Servalan of uh, you know of Moloch and stuff like that, isn't it? Is where she's she's acting in a way that the really clever Servalan doesn't act like. Mm. She wouldn't. Yeah, she she wouldn't be. She knows she's got no way off the planet. She's she wouldn't be threatening. No, Gola. She no. would be doing her best to to be nice to him. 
or trying to be nice to you know Jenna and Blake and everything. Yeah. If you take yeah. me with you and drop you drop me off on a Federation planet, I'll I'll help you get Travis or something. Yeah. But but I mean, this is the last time we see her, really, isn't it? You know, um, so w- we never do find out how Serlan gets off. off the planet because the next episode we see her in, she's uh, on. Back Hell at Melonby's planet, isn't no, she? No, no, no. Next, she's in Star One. She's on. Um, oh, she's she's on, oh, on the yes, command that's ship. You're right, yeah. you're right. Yeah, she's on because she talks to that officer at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. But between this one and next one, she gets off the planet somehow. Yeah. Hmm. Again, um, no idea of time because it's also by the next one, Travis has already made contact with the Andromedans and has set up a whole plan. Mm-hmm. But he's literally he's on his way there. Now, yes, it doesn't make well. I've got answers because between today's recording and next week's recording, I will be sending you this this audio audio that I've been threatening you with. So, yeah, it's still it answers a lot of questions, but um, yeah, they're the timeline wise, um, yeah, it's still off. It's still off, yeah. All right, so, um, where am I? Yeah, uh, Jenna, she she feigns sickness back up yep. in the tent to try to get Villa out of the dungeon and to look at his necklace, which is empty as well. Yeah, um, she pretends she's been poisoned. She does, yeah. And um, Villa's taken back up to be... Because, the, yeah, the fool's taken down below. Villa's brought back up to be the yep. new fool. Um, and, and that's when the old fool uh, meets his old king. Yes. Um, Villa's now dressed as a jester. Yeah. All right. And in a quite a clumsy way, manages to let Jenna know how Blake is down below with the whole yeah. no, no, no break above and no, no Blake, Blake b- below. Yeah. In this trick, the captive ring is liberated without breaking the rope. Watch closely. Is there a break above or a Blake below? And one, two. Three! <laughs> <laughs> Splendid! Your friend is a good fool. I will keep him here with me forever. Like you, eh, my sweet pair bond partner. Of course. Tara, tell us the future. I am in a mood to know. Will I be happy with my sweet pair bond partner? No. But I guess Gola's so dense, he wouldn't have spotted that anyway, would he? No, I thought I was quite. I thought I, I was all right with that. I thought that was an okay, quite clever thing for Villa to do. Yeah, and, and Jenna does realise what he's up to. And, yeah, I and... think he could have just said to her, "Blake, Blake's in the prison downstairs," and Gola would still have just looked blankly at him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Gola asks Tara for the future because he's all happy now. You yeah. know, um, he's going to pair bond. Um, yeah, he's going to get his end away with. Uh, he is. Jenna, he, so he's, he's a happy chap. He's a happy bunny until she says, um, you know, there's going to be a duel of the blood yeah. um, tonight in, here in the tents, and in comes Rodney, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. And next we have this cliche medieval fight that I've seen in so many oh, BBC yeah. productions, you know. But normally you do it in an area that's bigger than four foot square. Yes, yes. And over a table. Over a table. And it's like, you watch that, it's like, that yeah. food is going to go on the floor. Yeah. And yes, well, it's, the food is on the floor. It's hilarious, isn't it? Because 
at one point the chain snaps and yep. the guy is having to hold it onto his wrist yes and then they they sweep to obviously clear the table and fail so they then sweep have to three sweep or four more times yeah <laughs> to try and get all the food off so yeah, that I, matey boy can fall on the table oh I, it's yeah. like at what point would they go? Sorry, lads. Let's just go again, shall let's we? Let's go again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I quite like this round ball uh, weapon yeah, with the, the spikes yeah. in. When it goes into the table, you go, oh, that, that, that's a bit yeah. vicious. So, when when they start fighting, it's very clear they've substituted yeah. them for ones with rubber tips yeah. on them. Which yes. I don't, you know, I don't blame them. But... I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, Rod's killed not by yeah. this ball thing. He's choked to death, isn't he? And yeah. um, Rod's disc is empty and um yeah there's literally just a a cardboard cut out on the back of it with a gap in it yes it's like so what was the brain print just double-sided sellotaped into this little slot do they have sellotape on goth i I mean i don't know i don't know know. um and gola dies because he takes a drink from tara tara has obviously poisoned it and he didn't think in in yeah. his you know in and his he's victory, his fool away, he? yeah, he's locked his fool away and um and and promptly dies. Yeah, and and she she then spills the beans. You know, um, their father was disposed, um, and then they squabbled over who should be yeah. king. So yeah, that even Rod Rod wasn't exactly an, an honourable person. They were both as bad another as one yeah. another. Um, I, I I feel yes. And and so it's like go down there, yeah, go go and see him. She's quite happy, you know, with the outcome. She cackles away. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they all go down into the dungeon where Blake, being Blake, demands answers. You know, this very yes, uh, yeah. pushy Blake. Yes. Yeah. Not subtle here. Who is the keeper? Leave him. Let my master die in peace. Who is the keeper? Gone. You seek the talisman, the brain of the healer. The man with the eye patch took it. Travis. Old man. Old man, Lurgan, the healer. Did he talk of Star One? Did he speak to you of anything? He's dead! Everything and nothing. A fool knows everything and nothing. The location of Star One is at Grid Reference C one seven three two zero in the eleventh sector. Shut up. The location of Star One is at. 
Street reference C one seven three two zero in the eleventh sector. Lurgan must have planted it in his brain. A man with a sense of humour. A fool knows everything and nothing. Yes, that must have been the trigger phrase. A fool to keep a secret that Lurgan never wanted in the first place. All we have to do now is find it. Blake, this is Callie. Do you read me, Blake? Yes, Callie, bring us up. Um, the old man is dying. He, he, his, his disc is empty, but there was something there. And uh, and he says, oh, you want the thing, you know, the man with the eye patch took it. Yeah. Right. Lacking so, rewind, you know, yes. Mark 1 pursuit ship leaving orbit. Travis has that information. So Travis went from that scene of saying to Servalan, we know it's a royal person. There's just Gola and his sister. He then yeah. went straight down to the dungeon yeah. where the old man was by himself, right? Took that and scarpered but the jester knows that the man with the eye patch took it so the old man must have told the jester when the jester was taken down to the dungeon in that you know 20 minutes that he was down there with him um that you know oh a man came down with an eye patch and he's taken this thing that was on the back of my pendant yeah which no one thought was of any value anyway so why are they bothering in your last moments of life when you're ill and you're in a dungeon, you're just telling him that. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. Got yeah, an yeah. eye patch. Do you know what happened? Yeah, a man with an eye patch came down and he took yeah. something off the back of my pendant. Mm. What did he take? Not your circuit board. Yeah, my circuit board. <laughs> and, and the old man croaks to Blake. Yes. A fool knows everything and nothing. He doesn't. I used to listen to this cassette over and over and over. He just mumbles something. But when I watch, yeah. whenever I watch an episode for this show i always watch it with subtitles because yeah. a sometimes it's the spelling of things and sometimes things are a bit indistinct according to the subtitles he definitely whispers to blake a fool knows everything and nothing no he doesn't it's just no. a mumble all right yeah he, at best he's whispering it's my final scene it's, no no it's it's, it's my, my yeah. final scene yes and then dies and yep. um, I like the line, long live President Travis. We might as well give up now. Um, and Blake, for no reason whatsoever, other than the, the plot demands it, repeats yep. it twice, <laughs> this, yeah. this line. Lucky man, yeah. And, and that's when the jester gives up the information. I had forgotten about the eyeball thing that the jester does to implant the fact that he's actually, yeah. you know, under some sort of, like, you know, hypnotic trance. Um, Lurgan implanted it into his brain. Why? Why? Well, I don't know. So, so two people know now yeah. know the location of Star One. So, so we've gone from the memory brain print of of him that has the location to the location is just a set of galactic coordinates. But so why? I, I, yeah, it's mad. I thought Dockerley was wiping the memories and minds of anybody that yeah. knew the location of Star One. So Lurgan's some sort of like brain specialist surgeon that can put hypto hypnotic states on people with a, a, a trigger phrase. Well, they say he's a cyber surgeon, but then Dockley was a cyber surgeon. So why, why did they hire one cyber surgeon to wipe the brain of another, another cyber, cyber surgeon, surgeon? When that cyber surgeon could have done all the brain wiping and then you just shoot that cyber... It, 
again, it, it, it's so confusing because it's made up as they go along. I think this story, more than most, doesn't hold up to any sort of no. serious thought. No. There's this, no logic to so much of this. This just feels like filler. They had, they had a couple of exposition points. They had to get from point A to point C, and they didn't have a point B, so they've just done the cheapest, easiest episode they could mm. quickly. And it, it feels like that. It feels rushed. It feels underthought, underbudgeted. Well, it certainly was rushed. We're coming up to that in a minute. I mean, we're almost at the end of the story yeah. because after that, you know, they're on the Liberator and it's yeah. like, and they they literally say, and off to Star One. Yes. And, Next uh, week, lads, Star One. Since when does, does everybody have to lean to one side as the yeah, Liberator I goes? That. I mean, it's is not there, a bloody ship. We've, yeah, we, we is there inertial dampener's gone or something? What we hell? keep saying this. They keep yeah. thinking that, you know, space is like an ocean. Yeah. You know, and it's like, off we go. So we've all got... The Enterprise used to do this as well, didn't it? Yeah, you're to the left, lads. You're to the left. Yeah, at least they all do it this time. The last time we mentioned this, Michael Keating didn't, and we thought maybe he had a seatbelt on. But they actually all do lean this time. Yeah, because I watched it the second time for this. And uh, I was watching them to make sure they was all at the same angle. (laughs) Mm. Mm. All right, so here we go. A little bit of behind the scenes. Um, oh, just, a, it... just a, a quick one before that, though. So what? Because I thought this episode was crap beforehand, and I don't think I've changed my opinion. Did your did seeing it? No, not at all. No. I mean, I've always I, I stand by my opinion of what I thought of it. You, you, you know, all along, except yeah. now looking at it, there's it makes even less sense if you think yeah. about it. Which so it, it it's worse if anything. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, but there is a reason, as I say. Um, I, we'll go into it more next week, but um, the original ending of season two was going to be a two-part story written by Terry Nation, all right? right. And and in part one, i.e. this part, that was when uh, Villa and Jenna were going to be killed off. All right. Okay, and at the end of this one, they find Star One, and off they go, okay? Again, next week I'll, I'll go into more reasons, more for the reason why that never happened. But yeah, it was quite a late in the day when Terry Nation didn't deliver the two-part yeah. story. Um, Chris Boucher, of course, wrote Star One, which is next week, um, and Alan Pryor was hastily roped in yeah. to do a standalone story, which at the end of which they have to give up the information of where star one is so i think it's not fair on alan Pryor that you know um you you know suddenly he's got to write this story that's got to end in a certain way and i think maybe some of the flaws with with the timeline and everything can you know be blamed on that yeah it's not not his fault at all no no and and we've enjoyed his stories before haven't we we, Alan Pryor? yeah yeah um it was filmed at a disused coal mine Okay, that explains the holes in the ground and the general, you know, ruggedness of the uh, terrain. Uh, uh, Bream, somewhere called Bream in Derbyshire. I don't know where that is. No, no, no. I know where Derbyshire is, but not Bream. Bream. All right, Bruce Purchase then. Yes. Yes, Mr. Subtlety himself. Yes. I only know him from um, two things, which is this one and the pirate captain. You remember him from Quatermass. Quatermass, yeah. Where he played Tommy Roach, um, I don't remember. I I, I I remember not liking 
the Quatermass conclusion or whatever. No, you, it's not not you, the best. You, you want to um, call Brian it. Crouch is in it, of course. Yeah. He is, he is. I only watched it once. I watched it upon transmission and I've never seen it since. So oh, maybe I should go worth, back yeah, and watch I think it. So. Worth watching it. Try and get the um, the full version, though, not the edited version. All oh, right. Okay. All right. I, I tell you what, I've got a hankering to go back and watch some Quatermasses. I was yeah, only this morning. Should. I was looking on the sh- shelf and thinking, "Ooh, I might have a Quatermass uh, um, season sometime." There's nothing right. wrong with that. No, not at all. So, uh, Bruce, good old Bruce. Um, I think he is from New Zealand as well. Yeah. 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 Um, called Bruce. Um, Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce. Mate. Yeah. So a genre tally of eight. Which oh, is um, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. So, yeah, first thing he was in was Doom Watch. All right. Okay. okay. Um, and then Alice Through the Looking Glass, where he what played. Part did he play? Would you like to guess who he played in Alice Through the Looking Glass? I can see him playing it. I haven't oh. found a photo yet of him as the it. Mad Hatter? No, it's not human. Oh, uh, not the Cheshire Cat. No. Surely. Oh, he would make a good Cheshire yeah, Cat, I actually. He would have been good at that. No, I, I, I can't think. He was the walrus. Oh, right. He is walrus-like, isn't he? He is very walrus-like. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so then the new Avengers. Yeah. Um, then, yes. Yeah, it's the, the pirate same old planet. route, isn't it? It's the same old it is. route these actors take. It is, it is. Yeah, Pirate Planet. Yeah. Um, Probably his best in, in part. Or most well-known part, I would say. I I enjoy Pirate Planet more than I do The Keeper. Yes. Um, oh, definitely. As a 100%. story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, then Blake Seven. So he, he he followed Pirate Captain with with this. Gola. So yeah, maybe it was just stuck in his mind. Yeah, science fiction equals comedy. I'm going to go way over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he reined it in, as you say, for Quatermass. You said he he, yeah, he was quite good in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next thing he was in, I watched it on transmission. I haven't watched it since. But uh, the the tripods. Oh right. Oh, it's a long time since. It's been yeah. Long. He played somebody called yeah. Ali Pasha. Oh. Sounds um, vaguely racist. Yeah, it does rather. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, and then he he was a voice in Freddy as Fro Seven. That's that froggy thing, isn't it? The froggy James yeah. Bond yeah. cartoon, yes. So that's that, genre tally of eight and a who tally of one. Mm. Um, it's not bad. Not bad. Was it worth it doesn't really count in this no. case, because of course it was. <laughs> you know, yeah, they you wouldn't have got star yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. That's, that, 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 that's the keeper yeah. done and out the way. I didn't, I didn't hate it. But I wouldn't wa- sort of bother watching it. It's just forgettable. You can skip it and not lose anything. It's what we said at the beginning. It's yeah. just silly nonsense. Yeah, it's a silly, silly bit of fluff. You could have gone straight from, you know, the Dockley giving up the information yeah. to Star One. You didn't need this yeah, at all. Yeah, didn't need this at all. Dockley could have said, I've got the location. It's marked here on my A to Z. Yeah. Yeah. If it was played by a different actor, right, and it yeah. was played serious... I think maybe we could have forgiven the cheapness of the costumes and stuff like that Possibly, because it, yeah. it, it they are a crude lot as you know Yeah, but you say. need you need to have it where every moment you're down on that planet you feel the palpable threat that you're mm. in danger. Yeah, it's you not, don't, it's you just don't hear. Yeah. It is panto. It is totally panto. Yeah. All right, that's it. So that's us done. So, um, you know, with the keeper out of the way, there's only one more story left. Yeah. And, and we're almost there. We're almost at Star One ourselves, aren't Yay. we? And we didn't yeah. have to go and live with the Goths. No, we, we didn't indeed. Well, yeah. We had to visit them. But... 
Now, I thought it's quite fitting, you know, um, the, 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 originally the, the search for Star One was a two-part story, yep. um, and we're going to have a two-part look at Star One. So, so I think it deserves it. It does deserve it. We've got an awful lot to uh, yeah. to talk about. This it could be quite a, a a bumper couple of episodes. Maybe not so much the first one because the first one next week we're going to be looking at the Federation side of the story yep. and be talking about Durkin, um, Serverland's aide, and their attempt to try and find out where Star One is. And then the week after that we're talking about everything that happens down on Star One and with the Liberator crew where we talk about Lorena, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, two-part coverage of Star One starting next week. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward yeah, to I it. Am. I am really looking forward I've to purposely, it. purposely, since we started this run, I've purposely not watched Star One. Purposely, yes, yeah. exactly the same. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll reveal all right now. This this next story coming up is my favourite of all oh, Blake excellent. Seven stories. So, yeah, Star One is my favourite story of all time. So, very much looking forward to watching it twice. Cool. You know, Epic. for the show. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, join us next time, everyone. And uh, thank you, Ian. No problem. Thank you. Let's get out of this tent, shall we? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's, uh, let's escape from the goths. Let's do it. All right. See you then, Thanks, Ian. Sir. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.